1: Another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with the thechairshot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by Collar and Elbow where you get 10% off when using promo code JK Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code tbtalkpod. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at tbtalkpod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Big Joe and Carl Carafel welcome everybody thank you for
2: joining us today this is turnbuckle talk i am carl Carafell, and that guy over there is big joe (laughs) i'm still you gotta start that you don't
3: i'm still waiting for my coffee to kick in man i'm waiting for the
2: coffee i'm waiting for the coffee (laughs) that my coffee hasn't kicked in yet what the
3: hell bro (laughs) waiting for waiting for the caffeine to hit my brain and then we'll be good to go Ah, All right, man, so before we get into the wrestling discussion, what's been going on uh, over there in in northern Ontario and Canada this this past Uh, week? No,
2: I mean, not too much. Everything is is really still relatively the same when it comes to this uh, pandemic that has gone Mm -hmm. on here. Um, Really not much of a change at all. I am off last night and tonight which is awesome so i was able to go out and have myself a bonfire i love me a good bonfire so i'm gonna be doing another one tonight and uh yeah like i mean that's that's really about it what about you how's things down southern ontario
3: uh, it's been pretty much the you know the kind of the same old deal down here. You know, still working away, still uh, you know we have a lot on the go. We got to all the Andy Martin stuff, also. You know, but it's nice to come on and just uh, talk about something that's non COVID nineteen related because you know we've um, just been inundated with all of this uh, um, news or anything about this. So it's nice to. to for a bit of a breath of fresh air to talk about something non-pandemic, really. But before we do get to the wrestling discussion, I do want to uh, touch on something and it hits a little close to, to home. And uh, I'm talking about our, our friend, Mr. Michael Jargo. Um, his First of all, that whole area basically got hit pretty hard with something akin to a hurricane essentially, which is uh, very unusual given, you know, that hurricanes tend to not really hit and form over land, but it was, it was something very similar to that. And unfortunately, um, his sister and their family, basically their, their house was destroyed. All right. Due to, um, kind of what went, to, went through there. So, um, there was a GoFundMe that was, that was put up for this. And, um, it's done really, really well. You know, we're just um, we're at um, just under nine thousand of the the ten thousand dollar goal. So, uh, if you can, uh, you know, feel free to uh, to donate towards that GoFundMe. If you go on to to my page, you'll find a link for it. If you go on to uh, uh, Mr. Jargo's page, you'll find a link to it. And if you can't uh, spare the money, uh, they are accepting donations um, for clothing for the kids and whatnot. Uh, if you could do that as well
2: definitely and i do believe that we have it on the turnbuckle talk page as well if we don't we will make sure that it is up there for everybody the uh, family itself there are five boys five Mm -hmm. young boys that are there as well as the husband and the wife so it's 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 tough and and i'm I'm very happy that people have stepped up the way that they have and that nine thousand dollars towards a ten thousand dollar that's fantastic
3: yeah, for sure, and even Jargo himself. Uh, you know they're home. Uh, they they have no power, no water, or anything right now. I think uh in the next few days they should be back up and going. That's if you guys have been wondering why Destino and why some of our shows haven't showed up on the HTM uh, feed. Uh, that's why Jargo doesn't have power in his place, a little and water and on all this other kind of stuff. So yeah, um <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll be back soon, and along with that too. Uh, just a little bit of news on the HTM podcast front. It does look like the. Uh, the feed is going to be going for another year. It looks like uh, we've been uh, renewed awesome. and uh, and we're going to continue to be a part of that. So just a little brief update on uh, that front Beautiful. there. All right, Carl, let's get into the wrestling discussion here. Let's talk about the WWE going to some non-PG content. I'm curious to talk about this to you because uh, uh, as you are all well aware, I, I don't consume a ton of WWE content. I still keep in touch so that I can still be, you know, relevant to what's kind of going on here. But uh, what do you think about this uh, shift away from the PG? I think it was a forced shift. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we're looking at all of the stuff that the competition right now is doing, which is uh, very much so um, almost at times are uh, with, yeah. with some of the language that's being used on the program. Uh, but yeah like i think that that's that's exactly what's happening here is that they needed to make that shift over to tb14 as opposed to uh tbg or or whatever it was before right. um <laughs> as long as it doesn't get to like tbnr
3: mm-hmm.
2: where they're just ridiculously doing crap again i'm okay with this uh yeah. put in a little bit of uh uh, a little bit of, of extra whatever, extra violence, extra language, whatever. Um, if it's going to grab your audience, then do it.
3: For sure. But I'm, I'm definitely on the same wavelength as you. I don't want it to get too far. You know, we, we've seen the raw underground thing. I think that's definitely you know part of, uh, of this plan. Um, as you heard on the previous episode, that was kind of a mess with me. I, I think they're still kind of going forward with that. Uh, that, that didn't really resonate much, much for me just because, like I, I've said before, you know, I come from the, the the train of thought. You know, I've seen a lot of MMA and I've seen a lot of professional wrestling. And sometimes it doesn't quite jive depending on, on the, the, the talents doing it. Um, you know, the stuff with, with Seth Rollins and uh, Dominic, uh, I, th- I thought that was kind of... A little iffy, a little borderline that, that got pretty violent. Yeah. Uh, the, the, um, the canoeing, um, if you can you, you just Google it and, and look, uh, he got, uh, beat up pretty bad there. Um, for though again, for those, you know, criticizing and calling WWE fake, uh, I would definitely uh, stir you in that direction <laughs> or just calling wrestling fake. But, uh, I mean, that's, you know, that typically doesn't happen a lot in professional wrestling where somebody gets beaten that badly with that. But, um, yeah, I, I it's definitely I would agree that this is a forced shift, just because you can tell that it it almost kind of feels like a panic move. It's like okay, you no, know, you no know, we're realizing, hey, you know we're we're losing touch, you know we need to to make a shift, and just with Vince still at the helm, I would'm worried that we're gonna get into some slightly absurd stuff coming soon here girl i I worry,
2: I definitely am worried about especially that especially as well. with the that girls that, especially uh, with
3: the women, especially with the women. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. very concerned
2: that's where I was just going to go with yeah. that. Um, I'm, I'm very concerned about that. Uh, there definitely isn't a, uh, huge impactful roster yeah. of women right now in the WWE, but, uh, they are, um, doing pretty well for themselves. And I would hate to yeah. see a back shift, uh, going into this. I would rather, uh, uh, a forward shift and not bring in anything that's going to be detrimental to, uh, yeah. To the women's division. Um, that's one of my biggest fears is that the women's division is going to suffer uh, in this and and suffer in a way that is going to be very uh, demeaning to the women.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I could definitely see some more risque stuff happening the, with the, um, I don't know if we're going to see the bra panty match type of stuff again, but yeah, it, it's... Yeah, I like that, that. You know, it looks like they're at least recognizing that they may need to make some kind of shift. But at the same time, just you know, like you said, I'm a little concerned. And you know, as as much as uh, you know, sex appeal is great up to a certain point. But you know, it would just it would yep. feel like, like you're saying it would feel like kind of like a step backwards. I'm, I'm okay. You know, if, if, use it sparingly if they're gonna do. It. Don't don't go like all right. in with that. And that just it's. Yep, it'll be kind of a wait and see. It's it it's we've seen little hints of it, but they haven't quite dove into the deep end yet with this. So um, I'm legitimately concerned, but uh, hopefully some kind of change will be good to mix it up. I don't know. And without the crowd there, it's still a little iffy. It just it's uh, there's right. so many question marks with the with the WWE right now. So many question marks. I do, I do
2: want to mention here quickly for everybody that uh, uh, SummerSlam is going to be happening this Sunday with the WWE uh, live on the WWE Network. They were able to actually secure, I think it was the Amway Center, mm-hmm. um no
3: fans no fans yeah well there's some breaking news regarding that but we'll get that into a later segment uh uh, that that situation there has changed a little bit so we'll we'll get to that Mm -hmm. in our breaking news segment all right well let's shift away from wwe here carl and let's talk a little bit about aew in the form of a new referee well at least new to aew uh if you're if you guys are wrestling fans you will recognize this gentleman we're talking about mr mike Chioda. Uh showing up in a e w and looking almost as red as that belt curl <laughs> right? that's, that's exactly just what I
2: thought too the first yep. time I saw that uh live on my television screen, it was the same thing I'm like is is dude holding his breath like what's going on here? <laughs> it, it
3: was, looked like he was blowing up there uh it yeah. could be a mixture of nerves, you know who knows man, but uh but yeah, good to see Mike, um, and good to see him working in that. As the graphic says, you know, thirty-three years of uh, referee experience. It, I, I'm still a little taken aback that WWE got rid of him. Um, he was kind of their senior official, and yeah. they they got rid of him. And you know, once again, you know, we're seeing another WWE cast off coming to AEW, and I, I just I, I hope that AEW doesn't use him as a, like a, a tool to kind of poke and prod uh, to advance in the WWE again. So that's that's my only concern with this move. I, I like, you know, Mike's a solid referee. He's refereed some of the biggest WWE matches of all time, but just don't use him as a tool to to piss off Vince. That That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking.
2: Yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. I mean, Mike Chioda is probably one of the best referees in the business. Yep. Uh, watching that match that that, that he he refed, um, I was super impressed. He wasn't out there. Uh, making a big show about things no. and you know when a body slam happened he wasn't jumping halfway up into the air and throwing <laughs> his arms all over the place yeah. he is a solid referee uh so yeah. i'm glad that he's got work definitely i'm glad that he's got work again but I, I, like you i hope that they don't use him incorrectly
3: yeah you know he might be the the type that might be able to uh kind of reel in Remsburg a little bit And be like, hey, dude! You know what? Don't don't go into business for yourself out there. You're not, you know, the focal point here. So uh, that's that's hope, you know. Especially Paul Turner should be able to. do He's another guy too that's uh, you know came from uh, the Ring of Honor side of things and uh, uh, a really good official there. So they they, they've got a really good solid referee base in that company now, which is uh, which is definitely do. You're right. And you know we um, have so
2: hopefully those two can rein in a couple of other people that are there, yeah. and one that I feel has been kind of uh, mm. misguided a little bit, uh, Miss Aubrey. Yeah. Um, she's kind of got into that same type of showboating yeah. as a referee, and uh, it's it, uh, I'm I'm pissed off about it. I
3: I really am. Was she I really am Was she not a worker at some point? Like was she not a, a, a an actual wrestler? I'm not, I'm not aware of that. I'm, I'm actually trying to to Google this now. Uh, yeah, Google in, it up. In real look time. at it.
2: Uh, that's what we do here live on the show. Uh, we go ahead and uh, if we're not sure, we got the internet ready and available for yeah. us to go and take a look and see.
3: I'm, I'm using my non-sponsored iPhone 11 here to, uh, to look this up. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't appear that, that she has any, um, in ring experience. It looks like she's has, she has some rugby experience, uh, Okay. And it looks like she also, um, wait a second. Yeah, she had some uh, rugby experience. And clearly, she's somebody sure. that's obviously, um, interested in professional wrestling. But, uh, but yeah, yeah it's, it, it's, it's weird with her. I mean, uh, she had a really, really great start. I mean, she's obviously still quite good at what she does, but there's, it's a, it's a little too much. We're, we're the idea is to, yeah, to accentuate the action a little bit, but, uh, She's not quite Remsburg territory yet, but uh, it is getting it is getting a little silly with some of the stuff that she's doing. But uh, and I get it, you know, she wants to be part of the show, and, and I totally understand that that sentiment. But uh, um, you know, the referee isn't meant to to steal the show. It's just not exactly. I'm old school that way. Yeah, maybe, and, to a and false, so am I. maybe to a fault. Maybe to so a fault, right? I. So, uh, I know I know that uh, there's a shift in the new school to to make the referees more part of the show. You know, on the extreme side of things, you know, with Mister uh, Remsburg, you can uh, search YouTube for this one. Of course, is uh, notorious of uh, him refereeing the match with no wrestlers, Invisible Man versus Invisible Stand. You can go watch that. It's yeah. it's funny and it's comedy for for what it is, but at the same time. Um, it drives a wrestling purist like myself absolutely crazy, and uh, you know. But uh, you know, and I get it. But at the same time, you know, we don't we don't want uh, this to become the norm. Like if AEW were to do something like this, I think it would be extremely detrimental. Um, and also with WWE. I mean, they don't want to, I don't want to see them start taking shots at each other like that and doing silly stuff to try and outdo each other. It, it could really kind of make both parties look bad. But, uh, but yeah, I, again, could. again, the, you know, the, f- the focus here is on Mr. Chiore and is good uh, to see him, uh, with a, a job in wrestling. So, uh, and I'm glad that it's with a really good company. He would have been a pretty much a good fit anywhere, even in impact. He would have been, uh, oh, yeah. uh nice to have Uh new Japan might've been a little bit of a stretch, maybe the new Japan America stuff, but, uh, but yeah, I think in a pretty good place here so uh congrats to mr uh, mike chiota and um and still being employed in the wrestling business for sure
2: definitely yeah i'm i'm super excited about that um there is one person who is uh a little bit worried about mm. mike chiota being inside of the who's a
3: e w who do you think it is hmm if i had to guess it would be mr richard bronson vickery
2: uh, no, 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 actually, nobody that we, uh, nobody oh. that we personally know. Okay. Um, is a former WWE referee. Oh, uh, Earl Hebner. Not Earl. Not Earl. No. Who would it be? Um, I'm trying to find it here again, and I, I, I want to. Little Niche? No, who's,
3: have... who's, who's the Canadian guy that's, uh, that's been doing his, uh, little coffee talk things. Oh, Jesus. I, I I can't remember off the top of my the top of my head.
2: For some reason, I can't remember his name either.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank on that one. Like, is he, is he currently a referee for WWE? Or no, is, he's, he's retired. He's retired. Right? Um, huh. And he, and what like is Canadian. his name now? I can't remember. Hmm. try and maybe somebody uh, somebody tell us yeah somebody has t- gotta know somebody's <laughs> gotta know uh, let me try uh Can-a- canadian wwe referees there we got, uh, there's one named jimmy Corderis. that's
2: it yeah why couldn't i think of his name he's, the, he's the
3: first one that popped up <laughs> uh, jimmy
2: jimmy Corderis. yes yeah. um He's he's doesn't seem to be very happy about uh uh Mike Chiota being in in AEW right now.
3: What did was there a particular reason why? Oh, like I said, I was trying to find it again yeah. here. I mean, I'm, I'm curious as to uh why he wouldn't uh, be happy with that. <clears throat> Yeah, Charles Robinson was the other guy I was thinking of. Who's Charles Robinson, to... Little Nature,
2: Yeah, Little yeah,
3: he was the other referee that I was thinking of. But yeah, it's, uh, I mean, a little disappointing that uh, that somebody would be upset that somebody's getting some success outside of WWE, but uh, you know, without a little bit more context, out, I don't really know what to say about the matter. <clears throat> and and
2: what what ticks me off is that yeah. I had it. I had it up on yeah, my phone. It, uh there it is. There it is. Okay, I found it. So uh AEW debuted. Um and I, I'm taking this from ringsidenews.com just so that uh, so that it's plugged out there uh for them. Yeah. Um Mike Chioda, Dynamite this week, uh promoted as having mm-hmm. thirty three years experience. Yep. Uh Mike Chioda, uh Jimmy Kaderis. um During a and rant, uh, Kodaris pointed out that Chioda's four count during the TNA title match, uh, hmm. but he excused it. Uh, he called even more attention to Chioda's involvement in the main event match between Jericho and Orange Cassidy. This was followed by Jimmy Kodaris uh, saying that he feels bad for my Chioda or that he has to be part of it. Hmm. Uh, in the main event, I know I'm going to get heat from Le Champion for this one but Chioda gets distracted by fighting uh, way off the stage or by fighting that was off the stage. Yep. Uh, That's typical AEW. That's the stuff I have an issue with, with the referees and how they distract the referees. Horrible, horrible. And I feel bad that Mike has to be part of that. Um, But he did say in there uh, that he is happy for his friend, Mike Chioda, because he has a job. He said Chioda is a yep. good get for AEW. That doesn't mean that Chioda was immediately able to put an end to these shenanigans. Interesting. So, yeah, he's saying that he's uh, happy for his friend uh, Mike Chioda, but uh, feels bad for him at the same token because he has to go through all of this yep. crap.
3: I, I can kind of feel what he's saying there a little bit. Uh, you know, Some of the shenanigans going on. Uh, to a certain extent, I, I get it. But... Um, I mean that's uh, kind of been typical of uh, AEW. They've been uh, kind of doing that stuff that, with the distractions, and whatnot. That's kind of uh, been happening quite a bit. Um, yeah, it, it kind of is what it is. So, um, you know, with the uh, stuff with the or, with I mean, in an Orange Cassidy match, I think you got to expect uh, a little bit of uh, some funky stuff there. But uh, yeah, but uh, as long so- as as long as he's happy for his friend now, then I'm happy.
2: While I've got it here, okay? Yeah. I'm just going I'm just going to play this for everybody,
3: okay? Sure. Oh, there's actual audio of it.
1: Hello again everyone, former sports entertainment referee Jimmy Corderas with your Ref and Rant for today. And going back to my old buddy, my old pal, my friend, uh, Mike Chioda, Kiki. Uh, Like I said, I'm glad that he's able to be with AEW and I'm glad they picked him up. Uh, Good acquisition. And I was hoping that he'd be able to change the culture of refereeing in that company, which is what I have a big issue with. Um, So upon further review from Wednesday night, in the... Cody match, I could excuse the four count because that happens sometimes. You know what I mean? You're excited, you're the new company, you're whatever. Anyways, that's not the big deal. But in the main event, and I know I'm going to get heat from Le Champion from this one, but he gets distracted by fighting way off the stage there and he leaves the ring. That's typical AEW. That's the stuff that I have an issue with with the referee on how they distract the referees. Horrible, horrible. And I feel bad that Mike had to be a part of it. And also, nutshotting a guy, but then that same guy you nutshotted is able to roll you up. And then after the roll-up sell, please. Mm. Yep. So there you
2: go. There's uh, yep. right from the uh, from the voice of uh, yep. Jimmy Kaderes himself. Um, can't say I disagree that's with That's what them. he had to say. No, no, me either. That's why I, I wanted to bring them. it up. That's why I was yeah. like, I, where is this? It's gone. Yeah. I got to find yeah. this. And yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with him. It's a worthwhile I criticism.
3: Do. Absolutely. I definitely agree. And, um, you know, to I think they, they need to, to scale back some of um, that approach just to uh, – not turn people off because especially with uh, some of the traditionalists like us uh, I mean seeing stuff like that, it's kind of like "Eh, you know I I get up at the same (laughs) time it's kind of a piss off so I I totally get where he's coming from with that Uh, let's bounce back over to WWE and uh, talk about uh, probably your favorite guy who actually you have in the background I told you I was going to be able to find a way to kind of tie this into (laughs) next week's episode this week's episode how
2: how cool is that
3: right Sean's going to be on Raw tonight uh, you know as we're recording this uh, this live or broadcasting live here Uh, your boy sean's gonna be on raw um this is clearly uh, tied in with the other randy orton um rick flair stuff right
2: it definitely is Has even the be. wwe on the official website put it out there as well that sean michaels is going to be on monday night raw and they've asked the question what is he going to say about randy orton and rick flair yeah. what do you think so the end game it's is already here, been put out there that that's what it is and um
3: what's the end game here uh, uh, i think i know what it is and you're not gonna like it
2: tell me you you think sean's gonna like do a heel turn type of thing and side with randy
3: no i i think they're setting up a I think they're gonna try and uh have some type of match between randy and sean that's where i think uh, this is going I, I hope not. I told you you were gonna like it. I told you. I hope. I hope not. I mean, that's what they're gonna try and do. That's what they're gonna try. Or are they gonna ha- try and set up a match? Or as crazy as it sounds, maybe they'll they'll try and uh, not only get Sean, but try and get Rick as well, and then find somebody to ma- uh, somebody to join with uh, Randy, and we could have ourselves a tag team match. That player that that might be a little bit more far fetched, but I could totally see them trying to uh, lure Sean over for another match, uh, specifically with uh, with Randy. Could we see a two-on-one? Maybe. Maybe.
2: You know, maybe Sean yeah. says, hey, you can take out one legend, but can you take out two? You can take out two. Yeah. Maybe. Um, maybe. I hope not, though. I don't want to see Ric Flair or Shawn Michaels in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I am a fan of both of those guys, yeah. um, top guy, Shawn Michaels, next Ric Flair, like that's half of my Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to see it they yeah. both have done enough for the business that we don't need to see it. Now, could we maybe see an NXT call up because we know Sean does a lot of work with NXT. Mm-hmm. He's uh, you know, helping out down there, uh lending his hand and his his voice and his charisma and everything towards the stars of NXT. Is it possible that this is a uh NXT call up that would possibly be uh mentored or managed by sean michaels to take on randy orton
3: that i could see too where sean basically approaches him and in this essentially how you would kind of lay it out is, you know I, I want to be the one to kick your ass but i can't so i'm gonna bring up my boy adam cole to kick your ass
2: you see that's what i was thinking too i'm um, the two names that i was thinking was adam cole yeah. or carrion cross
3: I'd, l- um, I'd rather see I'd rather see Cole. Uh, I think across still they used to leave him in NXT for a little while, just because I feel that he'll be in an unmitigated disaster on the main roster, because uh, yeah. Vince will will just find a way to mess him up. with Cole, um, I think that that I would love to see a match between him and Randy Orton. As much as I'm kind of Jade on the WWE prog, that would be a match that I would actually be willing to check out. That would that that's intriguing to me.
2: Adam Cole is already established, baby. Yep. So, yeah, it, it would it would make good sense to uh, to do something like that. Have Shawn Michaels come yep. in there, uh, tell Orton, "I wish I could kick your ass myself, but I can't." Yep. But that's how
3: you book it. Yeah. I've got
2: my guy, Adam Cole, who can do yep. that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, maybe that's a setup for whatever this next pay per view is going to be, or uh, drag it out a little bit even till Survivor Series. Um, you know, it's yeah. it's only you know not that far away for Survivor Series, so mm-hmm. yeah, we'll
3: have to see. Yeah, Survivor Series. Yeah, we'll see that that's I, I'm that 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 paper used to be something special, and it just it's yeah it's not even on the radar anymore, unfortunately, which is which is <laughs> kind of sad. Survivor Series used to be cool, but it, it ain't no mo'. Let's just put it that way. Um, all right, let's um this. Well, something that uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to want to do this, but uh, I, I think this is uh, something we could kind of sink our teeth into here. let us uh, We're just past the halfway uh, point of 2020, Carl. Uh, July, I guess, would have kind of officially kind of been essentially the halfway point of the year. So I figured we'd do kind of a mid-year, mid-term report card for some of the major wrestling promotions out there and kind of give, uh, sure. I guess, essentially, uh, a le- essentially a letter grade for some of these promotions here, Carl. Understandable We yeah. are
2: halfway through the year And we are halfway through our program So now is the time that we should take a quick break Sure When we come back from our break here We are going to talk about our mid-year report card On the major promotions So Sounds I'm going to play a couple of uh, commercials
0: here for everybody And we'll be right back Wrestling Wrestling a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and elbow is the brand passion and love for wrestling is the drive i am al snow and this is collar and elbow the wrestling
3: So there we go, everybody.
2: Back from the break, hearing from our friends over at Color and Elbow Brand. See the ticker down below, colorandelbowbrand.com. If you use promo code JK Podcast at the checkout, you're going to get 10% off your entire order. Uh, No matter what you buy, whether it is brand new or clearance to merchandise, you will get 10% off. So make sure you go and check out colorandelbowbrand.com, promo code JKPODCAST. Again, that's colorandelbowbrand.com.
3: Absolutely, uh, some good stuff over there as always with those guys, uh, and you can get some stuff on uh, on the cheap as well as they kind of phase out some of their older product and bring in some of their new ones, which is uh, really cool. All right, Carl, let's do our our mid term report card for these companies here, and I figure we'll start off with the company that I actually chose as my promotion of two thousand and nineteen, and that would be Ring of Honor. Um, Again, you know, a lot of this is going to be affected by, you know, what's been happening worldwide here. And I got to say, um, I give Ring of some, some high marks here. You know, they, they decided to to kind of cease doing shows pretty early on, not to put their talent in any kind of uh, of danger, but they, they kept them employed. Uh, for the most part, there wasn't um, a big letting go of talent or anything like that. They're able to keep on this is where the partnership with Sinclair probably really helps. And there's a lot of money there. So they they're able to to keep the majority of their talent. So if I were to give Ring of Honor a report card so far for the 2020, I would say I would give them a solid B. You know, they they haven't done a whole lot uh live, but you know, they they've kept their audience engaged on YouTube, lots of free content on there. Um, yep, yeah, and they're able to keep most of their talent. So I, I can't really speak too negatively about Ring of Honor here, Carl. They, they've, they've done well, considering.
2: Yeah, they definitely have. I uh, can't say anything horrible about what they've been doing either. Uh, since the very beginning of all of this, I have said that I have been a huge fan of going back and watching these guys that are going out there and uh, talking about their favorite matches. Mm-hmm. So that's what Ring of Honor has been doing, uh, doing a collection of these guys over an hour period and letting them show you their favorite match that they have had within ring of honor. It's been a fantastic idea. I've been super happy with it. And,
3: uh, I mean, letter grade, I'm looking a solid B as well. Yep, I think this most recent one, I think they did red Titus, and uh, yes. that that one was was quite cool. I enjoyed that one. Um, which company you want to talk about next year, Carl? When it comes, to let's, go let's go Impact. Impact. Uh, Impact. It's it's been interesting and bizarre all at the same time. It's been a real rocky road, uh, not only just in this past year, but uh, just in the history of this company. But in this this latter, and you know, then in, in this kind of this mid part of the year, Carl, uh, some interesting stuff has actually been happening with Impact. You know, they've. Um, seems to be a bit of a shift in the company here and we're, we're bringing in some of the right people and kind of steering things in the right direction again. Um, so it, it's, I would say for the most half of the year, um, they weren't really on my radar too much, but uh, recently um, it's it's gotten interesting. I, I like some of the personnel that they have there and hopefully they can hang on to that core group and, and kind of build on that. So um, I would give them kind of B maybe almost close to a C, uh, when, when it comes to, uh, to impact, you know, they've done some good stuff, but in traditional kind of impact fashion, they tend to kind of shoot themselves in the foot, uh, bringing back some of the TNA stuff, I think, uh, was pretty, uh, a pretty polarizing move, but, uh, you know, definitely resonated with some earlier fans. So yeah, it, it, TNA is a strange company. It's a strange company. Let's put it that. it way. definitely
2: is again uh impact is a canadian company and i am all for canadian companies uh i i was definitely a fan of when uh, moose brought back that tna title uh that is for me nostalgia mm-hmm. uh, i've always been a fan of impact or tna or whatever you want to call it um i've been to live uh t- or not live yeah live tna shows yep. um you know like i was it was impact then it wasn't tna but i mean i've i've gone to some gone to shows for impact and i've always always been entertained uh never left unhappy uh did vip meet and greets um you know got to talk with some people this is back when uh impact was doing uh the first run of joseph park yeah so abyss was joseph park and, um, like he stayed in character for everything as well. Cause I pulled out, uh, I had a program. I pulled out the program to have, uh, the few people that were there to sign for me. And, uh, he was one of the people. So I'm like, Hey, like, can you sign this for me? I really appreciate that. You know, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan. I love what you're doing. Everything is good. Right. And, uh, it was the photo of abyss and he goes, Oh, you want me to sign on my brother? And I'm like, <laughs> please. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So he signed it Joseph Park over Abyss. Um which was really cool. Got to meet Velvet Sky as well, a phenomenal girl her. Um like face to face, like super close to Jeff Hardy as he was doing his entrance for a steel cage match that happened. Uh that was my first experience of a steel cage match happened in Impact. Nice. So I've always been happy with impact and what they've been doing recently. I am a fan of as well. So impact, I'm giving them a B plus.
3: Okay. There we go. Um, the next one I want to talk about here, Carl's probably one of the, uh, I, I would say out of the group here, probably the strangest one. And we're talking NWA, um, near the end of 2019, you know, we started doing, uh, the power shows and then I believe it would have been, uh, earlier this year or, or a little bit into this year, you know, when we had the issues and we had the, the deal with Jim Cornette, um, yep. you know, I hate to say I told you so and saw so that coming, but I told you so and saw so that coming. Um, you know, when you when you deal with Jim and you, know, you give him a live microphone, you get what you get with him. And I'm not surprised that some shenanigans happened there, but um, I was disappointed at the same time because it, it seemed like that was one of the things that kind of killed the momentum, Carl.
2: I have to agree. It definitely did kill the momentum.
3: Um,
2: yeah, it was, outside it
3: was... outside of the COVID stuff, that was something that just it didn't help. It didn't really didn't help. This was all pre-COVID. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, they, they they had such a good thing going, and you know, and dealing in and now with the fallout of, of of COVID, you know, we've seen a lot of talent going elsewhere, um, which is it's worrisome for the, this company because. It, what I what I what I take away from this is that the these talents don't have faith in this product. That's why they're going elsewhere, uh, and it's really unfortunate. Uh, you know, uh, Ricky Stark's probably the most notable one.
2: I don't know necessarily that it's it's that they don't have faith in the product. It's that there's no work inside that promotion True. right now. That as well. Uh, and if you're not working, yeah. you're not paying the bills. True right yeah. i think that that's uh that's what it really boils down to so yeah yeah um i'm just gonna give my grade for nwa c minus
3: c minus um i'm right there kind of with you uh do you think that this company is still around at the end of the year carl um as, I do. as in its current form yeah
2: I, yeah yeah i definitely do um as long as we can get past this pandemic that's going on yeah Um, I think that we're, we're definitely going to see the NWA start to, uh, kind of rise and shine once Mm. again. Um, them having this, uh, YouTube, uh, series that they've been doing power was phenomenal. It was fantastic. I was loving it. Uh, you know, having the old studio setting, having like 1980s type of, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, setup going on. Like I was, I was truly digging it. Um,
3: and then, yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you yeah. know Jim Cornette happened and then, Cornette COVID happened. Happened, so. then COVID
3: happened. So COVID happened. Um, you know, since you're, you're pretty up on them, I'll, you know, just for the sake of argument, I'll kind of go on the other side of things. Uh, just given everything and Billy Corrigan are already seemingly kind of wanting to pull out of the company. You know, I hate to say it, Carl, but I'm, I'm afraid that they might not be around at the end of the year, even though their, their website isn't really being maintained anymore. Um, I think that the NWA will always kind of be there, quote-unquote. You know, it's always going to, you know, the belt's always going to be there, and what the company means will always kind of be there. But what the NWA is, is like, physically in its current form, I, I don't know if they make it out of the end of the year, quite frankly. I, I think that, you know, bankruptcy or something like that might actually come into the picture. Um, I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it because uh, I, I, I dig the, the studio wrestling as well. But... Um, yeah, damn Jim Cornette, damn you. That 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 really really did help. I I really hope you're wrong. in your <laughs> I want to be wrong, uh, Carl. I want to be wrong. I really I, do. Yeah, I know. But I damn know. it, you know, just it's um, I I don't know. Um, like I said, though, this is the the, the real kind of uh, question mark of this whole group here. Um, next, Carl, let's talk about <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> right? Uh, let's talk about <laughs> AEW next uh, here, Carl. Um, sure. I'll let you go first. what do you what do you think of um, aew so far?
2: Aew still growing, still learning, still yeah. trying to find what's going on in their place in everything. Uh, aew, I'm giving a B minus, uh, believe it or not, um, yeah. only because they still need to figure their crap out. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard earlier, uh, Jimmy Cordas talking about the referees and uh, you know, blatant, uh stuff that's going on and stuff that's happening that that really shouldn't be uh happening there like it's it's really weird stuff that's going on um have they have they really have they established themselves they definitely have uh but they need to do something that's going to set them just a bar higher Yep. Uh, before any better grade can be given to them, yep. don't get me wrong. I, I love AEW and and what they're doing and what's going on with that company right now. Uh, I love seeing uh, a little bit of attitude-ish, uh era type of uh, stuff going on. Sometimes a little too much. Yeah, um, yeah we talked about that uh, uh, that skateboard hmm. incident that happened. That yeah. was that was a little too much. I think that was rough for yeah. today, anyways. But yeah, a, a B minus for them. Um, maybe by the end of the year, if, uh, you know, they can, they can kind of hone in, but I think it might be a couple of years before we uh, yeah. really can give them a grade of an A. For me,
3: for myself on, on the positive side of things, I, I've really, really been liking what Cody's been doing with the, the TNT title, you know, giving a lot of unknowns, a shot getting them a chance on television you know some have been some have hit the marks some maybe not so much but gotta give cody props for not for basically getting some exposure for, for these talents and I, th- I think it makes AEW look good as a company that aspect of it on the other hand having from for myself the impression i kind of get here is that it's I feel like we're in a situation again where we kind of have the inmates running the asylum again. You know, we have, you know, the, the talents kind of running the show and- (laughs) WCW. Yeah. (laughs) um, That's my only concern with AEW here, Carl. And, you know, we have Tony Khan calling some shots as well. You know, he's been referred to as the money mark. It's hard to disagree with that sentiment, but, uh, you know, it's a totally different feel um, to the, the, the big company, which we'll get to later, but- I worry that there's just too much nepotism going on. That is my biggest criticism of of AEW. You know, we've been bringing in all of Cody's buddies that were cast away from the WWE. We've mentioned that before. And I was afraid that we were going to do a little too much of, um, you know, poking and prodding of WWE. And we've definitely seen some of that. I, I just, I want AEW to shift their focus from thinking that they're trying to compete with the other company and just do their own thing. And kind of be their own entity for better or for worse, you know, put the product that, that, that they want to be. And if you like it, great. If you don't, then you can go elsewhere. There's, like we're talking here, there's lots of other promotions. Uh, if, if you don't like AW, don't watch it, you know. So um, that's right. If I were to give it a letter, letter greed, I would give it a, a B minus as well. A B minus, uh, leaning almost to a, to a C, just because I feel that some of the stuff that they're, they're doing is a little counterproductive. But, sure. um, It hasn't been quite, for myself, hasn't been quite that alternative that we were kind of clamoring for at the beginning. It's, in my opinion, I think it's fallen a little short, but it is uh, some other wrestling to watch, which isn't all bad. Um, There we go. Let's move on to the
2: conglomerate the world wrestling entertainment uh i, I know leave- that you're you're really itching to <laughs> i, I want to leave that I, one I for last it.
3: carl i want to leave that one for last
2: seriously i want
3: to leave that one for last let's talk okay. i, I want to talk about new japan pro wrestling first uh because i, I want to be positive before i go like like way off the deep end, I
2: was <laughs> trying to end things on a good note, not okay. a bad note.
3: Okay, well, let's 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 we'll do it your way uh, instead. Okay, well, with the with WW, I'll go first here, Carl. Uh, I'll start off, I'll give the letter gray wrap the hop here, Carl. And it's gonna sound really, really harsh, but I, I'm gonna give it I, I give the WW a very good solid F, and um, th- that's uh, is I, I won't go any further uh, with other letters because I could if I really <laughs> really want to but i I give them a solid f just because i think that we've dropped especially during COVID here i think we've dropped the ball so many times with so many things uh i mean jesus we could do a whole episode on this here carl but um the big thing that, that that pissed me off with Uh, WWE recently was all of the talent that was let go. And I felt that they they didn't need to do that. You know, they're, they're they're claiming all these record profits, you know, despite the, despite of how crappy the product is, apparently they're raking in the money. Why did they let go of all this talent? And then, you know, there's rumors that uh, some of these higher up executives got raises because of this. I mean, just, Oh, there's so many shenanigans and underhanded stuff going on here, Carl. Um, this is yeah. no longer the company that we knew as kids here, Carl. Uh, this we're way off from this now. Um,
2: yeah, we definitely are.
3: It's I want, and I don't want to come off as just somebody that that's totally anti ww because I've always said, you know, I want them to be successful. They're supposed to be the marquee product, the marquee wrestling company out here, Carl. But they yeah. they seemingly shoot themselves in the foot at every opportunity uh, even more so than companies like impact i find and but yeah that move of just that whole big talent dump i thought wasn't necessary that's i put my finger mainly at that thing i agree. That's my main issue
2: i definitely agree with you am no. i
3: gonna go with the letter
2: f <laughs> no no I, but I will, uh, for this mid-year report card on the WWE, I'm going to give them a D. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, everything that you've just talked about, I, I fully agree with. I yep. mean, the WWE is, is, is supposed to be the standard, mm-hmm. and they just aren't right now. It just does not feel like they are the standard no. when it comes to the world of professional wrestling.
3: And just some of the really tone-deaf storylines going on and just some of the really and the social media aspect of it this company uh, probably feels it more than anybody else and these talents are a certain way on social media but then their character is so much different and then we lose that believability factor it just it's the, the list it kind of goes on and on but the negatives here and when it comes to the positives I mean those are hard to find these days with, uh, with WWE. I mean, even some of the NXT stuff is getting a little bit questionable. And, um, yep. Um, I still like Alexa Bliss. <laughs> yep. Although they, <laughs> There's they, a positive. they're seemingly doing weird stuff with her too. Um, they are. They definitely they are. are. But I yep. still
2: like Alexa Bliss.
3: Yep. I'll, I'll let you have that one. I don't want to ruin that one for you. But, uh, but yeah, I've gone from, Watching NXT and stuff all the time, I bar- barely—I'll be perfectly honest, with you but i barely watch NXT anymore. I'll, you know, I'll watch highlights and stuff like that to, to stay in touch with the product, but they've—they've uh, um, they've lost me as a fan currently, Carl. And that's—I I don't like saying that, but uh, I know, I know. But we're gonna get into some breaking news later on that will hopefully maybe shed some light on that but we'll we'll get to that um let's touch on the last major promotion that we want to talk about here carl new japan pro wrestling so we've gone from the extreme negative to (laughs) the extreme positive i'll start off i will give the new japan pro wrestling company a very high market i'm going to give them an a plus here carl i think that they've handled the pandemic situation the best way that they could possibly be handled. They've handled it with class, Carl. They've handled it with class. You know, we have WWE almost kind of making fun of the situation at times. New Japan Pro Wrestling taking it very, very seriously and respecting their fans. You know, the, the Together, even that even that little thing there, the Together Project Special. I think that statement there kind of really shows that new japan pro wrestling not only respects their talent they respect their fans and then they respect the professional wrestling business um and since coming back you know they've done excellent despite having relatively few fans uh in the arenas just it's i i i i don't know what else to, to, to kind of say that it's uh, i think they, they've done the best of the entire group here carl they they've they, they kept their fans throughout the, all this and their fans are still here now that they've come back again. And I just I think it's yep. because of that respect factor. And that just comes with the Japanese mentality, I think, uh, as well. So
2: I definitely think so as well. Um, I, I'm definitely giving them an A for what they've done. They handled things so professionally throughout this pandemic um, as well. Like now, now, you know, kind of bringing us uh, shows and matches again. And the quality mm-hmm. of work is yep. second to none like it's it's fantastic what New Japan Pro Wrestling does with their talent and how they allow them to go out there and work so yeah in, in the world of professional wrestling they are the people mm-hmm. right now and I am digging it I'm loving it and I am super happy and they get a letter A from me
3: Absolutely. I would definitely agree. And yep, it just it's um it's been an interesting year and of course a lot of this has been, you know, affected by, you know, the, the the pandemic, the pandemic, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. But it's it's we've really seen the cream rise to the top here, Carl. And we'll see what happens um, as hopefully this starts winding down, hopefully and we'll see what WWE can do and see if maybe they can uh, get back on top here because I feel that, you know, they definitely are not in that position anymore, at least when, no. you know, when it comes to the, 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 true wrestling fan out there. Um, before we do our match of the week here, uh, segment here, Carl, let us do, let me find the bit here. Let us do some breaking news. So these are just a a couple things that have kind of popped up since me running the run and uh, setting it up to curls. I usually do. Um, One thing I want to touch on, I want to get your opinion on more or less on this is this retribution group. That's um, going on in WWE right now. I'm a little out of the loop with with this whole thing here, but uh, what is your take on, (laughs) uh, we're going to bring this guy up again, which is, is unbelievable. This is probably more than anything else. The rumor that CM Punk is, um, the leader of this group here, I think you knew this was coming. Um what what are the chances of this being the case? No, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. You see what that was? That was me telling all those people that are like, it's the amount no. Yep. Come on. Like just leave the guy alone. Let him be. Let him do what he's gotta do. Let him do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Leave CM Punk's name out of your t- mouths. Keep him <laughs> off of your tongue. Just shut up about CM Punk already. Yeah. Retribution. Mm-hmm. We talked about this before. It's you know Nexus 2.0. That seems to be all it really is. Yeah. And I'm I'm not I'm not interested in it, to be honest. Yeah. Unless they reveal some, you know, wild, crazy type of name coming from it. I, I, I'm not interested.
3: No. Yeah, my expectations are pretty low for it as well. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, as uh, you were talking about SummerSlam and all that kind of stuff, that there's been some updates to, to this kind of situation, uh, especially with the Amway Center. Um, so, first of all, uh, they're going to have fans at the show here, Carl.
2: They are now.
3: They're going to have virtual fans.
2: Oh. And
3: from what I'm seeing, it could possibly be, be something similar to what they've been doing with the NBA. Have you watched any of these uh, NBA games or seen clips of these NBA games that have been happening recently? No. What they've been doing is essentially the crowd. It's all one big television panel, and it's broken up into these are these are people watching at home, and they're essentially broadcasting their their camera view, like we're doing, and you see each. Each individual person kind of in the crowd, they're, they're virtual fans, and that's uh, how they've been doing it in the NWA, or not NWA, N-B-A. <laughs> Too many letters, i getting them mixed up. But uh, that's possibly what they could be doing here with this, uh, Carl. Is, uh, is, and what I could see is you basically pay a little bit of a premium uh, to kind of be shown there. Um, okay. That's... Kind of interesting. Um, the other thing w- with this is that they're going to turn the Amway Center into what they're calling the Thunderdome. Um, yes. I have no idea what this is about, Carl. Um, I have a well, feeling that this is tied into the whole we're going away from PG
2: from the WWE at wwe.com. Okay, WWE Thunder, Thunderdome mm-hmm. featuring a state of the art set, video boards, pyrotechnics. Lasers, cutting edge graphics, lasers, and and drone cameras hmm. will take WWE fans' viewing experience to an unprecedented level. Starting this Friday, August twenty first, on Fox, kicking off the SummerSlam weekend uh, with the debut of the Thunderdome, WWE will take residency at the Amway Center in Orlando, and as Joe was just mentioning, there virtually bring fans into the arena via live video on massive LED boards in conjunction with the famous group and its proprietary technology for every Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, and pay-per-view event. Starting tonight, fans can register for their virtual seat to be part of the upcoming shows via www.wwethunderdome.com or at WWE's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. So that is the write-up from uh, a yep. portion of the write-up from WWE on this state-of-the-art viewing experience <laughs> Thunderdome. Yep. I do have to mention here, it's probably changed up a little bit, but I don't know if you're going to be able to see that there. they're
3: yep. um, from www.com. There
2: we go. WWE introducing new state-of-the-start viewing experience stay of the start right <laughs> whoops somebody's um, fired yeah somebody's getting fired for that one um <laughs> so yeah that's uh yeah i mean even on if you want to take a look at that article you can uh, go to www.com and try to find it or go to our
3: facebook page at Pod because it is clickable right there yeah. for you i'm intrigued but at the same time I'll pull out a statement that I've used a few times on this program here, Carl, and okay. I, I hate to sound like a meanie here, but I'm going to anyways. Um, a polished turd is still a turd, Carl. Um, you can have it all nice and shiny and have lasers shooting all over the place, but if the product still sucks, the product still sucks. So right. if we're going to go through all this trouble, fine and dandy, You know, but we've got to make a shift in the other aspect of it as well because otherwise it's still going to come across as the same thing, just it looks shinier. You know, to to exactly. people, to people like us, you know, to you know the casual fan, the casual observer, they're going to be probably all up in it for a little while until they kind of see beneath the surface. Whereas people like us, yeah, necessarily in the you know, in the uh, the wrestling bubble, we're going to see through all the lasers and all the shiny uh, bells and whistles. But uh, I, again, I'll give them credit for for trying something. But you know, yeah. you got to do something with it, guys. Do something with it. You know, more than
2: if it's going to be a premium that you have to pay for i'm not paying for it no. i already subscribed to your stupid network right. that i get all of this stuff Just i mean so. i already subscribed to that Uh why are you going <laughs> to charge me extra money now and i can't even be there yeah um yeah i got a couple of pieces of uh, uh of breaking news i sure. got uh, three things uh do you have anything else for some breaking news there joe i don't fire away sir okay so uh first on a bit of a sad note um For those of you that don't know my oldest child, uh, I named, uh, that child Xavier. Um, that was, I wanted to name him Hunter. Things Mm -hmm. had happened, whatever we ended up on the name Xavier. And I ended on that name because of one man named John curious, uh, K I R I U S known as the former ring of honor world champion, Xavier, Mm. Um, and he has sadly passed away. Yeah, um, so. so, uh, Ian Ricciboni, um, had, had tweeted out, uh, man, gone way too soon. Always so nice when he'd swing by uh, NYC for ROH events. Unherald and underappreciated. Was looking forward to calling his comeback match in ROH. So, um, the news is broke and uh ring of honor even issued a statement saying that they're saddened to learn of the passing of uh, former um, world champion Xavier or uh, uh, John Bedoya. Sorry.
3: Yep.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Um, so a bit of bad news, which kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you go, go and check them out, if you can type in like to YouTube, ROH Xavier and uh, see what comes up. And uh, like, just, just fantastic from him. Yeah. Uh Next little part of news is something kind of funny from uh, Tampa Bay, Florida. Oh, um, some stalker
3: I didn't hear about has this. been
2: arrested. Yeah. Florida man. Let's say that Tampa yeah. Bay Florida man has been arrested on kidnapping charges. At the home of WWE star Sonia DeVille. So this guy literally went to her house, yeah. camped out, cut a hole in the screen, watched, waited until she went to bed, then entered into her house. And of course, we, she's got alarm systems. Of course, the alarm systems all went off and this guy was caught and arrested. Yeah. So a little bit of humor coming out of that. Yeah, good luck, buddy. Um, this guy, I guess, has been uh, really uh, stalking. Yeah. uh, Sonia DeVille on Twitter, uh, online, uh, recently. Cool. And, uh, this is what it came out to.
3: <laughs> Barking up the wrong tree there. Um, right. She will hurt you at, at the risk of, you know, a little kind of risque, but I mean, she's not even into guys. Um, yeah, right. Just, just pointing it out there. And, you know, this is an <laughs> example and this is a whole, um, we could venture off into a whole topic, uh, in itself on this here, Carl, of what can happen when you become too obsessed with wrestling, when you can become too attached this kind of stuff can kind of happen actually this could potentially be a showstopper segment in the future because uh you know this isn't the first time that something like this has happened unfortunately but um all i will say just with this is that uh yeah i don't know it's a tough thing to. um i'd have to really sit down and think about this uh to really get a full opinion about it but uh do other things than just watch wrestling. Let me, I'll, I'll just start with that. Like I said, we'll, this will probably be a full out of the topic, but just do other things in your life. Don't obsess just about kind of one person because it's, it's a very dangerous uh, path that you could be going down there. That's, that's all I'll say for the time being. Definitely
2: is. Last piece of news that I've got is actually for, uh, my friend, Ian, um, otherwise known, uh, WCW and ECW as vampiro. Hmm. Um, so he has a documentary that's been done on him. Yeah. Um, Nail in the Coffin is what it's called. Uh, 88 minute documentary to be released by Epic Pictures in theaters on Friday, September 4th before coming to Video on Demand and digital on Tuesday, September 8th. So, yeah, it, it's talking about uh, Ian Hodgkinson uh, tells a story about his uh, meteoric, ri- or meteoric rise to fame in the 90s. And how it almost killed him. So if you've ever gone through and, and watched uh, the resurrection of yeah. Snake Roberts, uh, this I think is going to probably be kind of the same thing. Um, the unlike, it says, unlike many professional wrestling documentaries before, uh, heartfelt look at the wrestler who's overcome and continues to battle physical injuries, uh, sexual abuse, yeah. drug addiction, uh, not to mention wild stories of working uh, for Millie Vanilli and wrestling alongside uh, rock band, the misfits. That so. guy was
3: tag team with, with mood over in Japan at one point. Right. right? Yeah. Right? So um, yeah, the, the, that dude's taken uh, he's had a, a rough road through, through life and uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah,
2: just to put it out there for everybody come September 8th on demand. Uh, it's going to be available on uh, Comcast spectrum charter dish, sling TV, iTunes, Google play, voodoo, Xbox, YouTube, amazon fandango now direct tv breaker and alamo on demand so a bunch of places that you can go to find this when it comes out um yeah nail in the coffin the fall and rise of vampiro so that's all i've got for some breaking news uh for for this week here um yeah what's what's next up here joe
3: let us do our match of the week segment here carl And as as I usually like to do, I I think I'm going to let you go first because I think um, what what tends to happen here, I've done a little bit of uh, research here in some of my free time. When I tend to go first, we tend to have the same pick. So I think that having you go first, we end up with different picks. Uh, So I'll let you go first. What was your favorite match of the week for this last week that was professional wrestling?
2: Well, again, mine is not coming from anything that actually happened this week. Me too. Mine is coming from something that I had seen on my television screen Hmm. from the WWE Network.
3: So So I know that we
2: don't have the same because Joe doesn't have the network. Nope. Uh, Mine is actually coming from August 29th, 1994 at the United Center Steel Cage match between Bret Hart and Owen Hart. Mm. Man, looking back at that, yeah. like, wow. First, they had their match at WrestleMania 10. And then they, they you know, continued things through. And then SummerSlam 94, everything culminates in a steel cage match between these two. And, and just the inclusion that they had of the family ringside, uh, you know, like all of it. It just everything that they did for this was just picture perfect how things should be well how things i remember them to be and how i enjoy them um so yeah there's my pick for the match of the week that i was able to watch this week we're looking bret hart versus owen hart united center 1994 summer slam big joe what's yours
3: before i uh, do my pick here i want to see if you can uh, pick it here where do you think what company do you think my pick is coming from this week new japan pro wrestling you will be wrong sir (laughs) <laughs> what yeah you would be you would be incorrect uh, mine is actually coming from probably my second favorite company we're talking ring of honor um okay. i love watching ring of honor and especially that their youtube stuff i had mentioned earlier in the program i mentioned it on other episodes that they've been showing full matches on youtube i love these crawl i love uh, uh yeah. and what's really cool is when you do one of these when you watch one of these uh, youtube picks up on this and it'll keep showing other ones uh, and i've, I've started wow. one and i've Four or five hours will pass by, and I watched a whole bunch of Ring of Honor matches. This was a really cool one for me. Uh, I haven't seen this one before. This was from 2009. Um, I'm not sure exactly what event this was, if it was a pay-per-view, if it was just a weekly show. But uh, this was back when Ring of Honor had that black and red kind of ring uh, look to it. And this was okay. uh, probably during you know the Nigel McGuinness and Brian Danielson days, yep. but it's not those guys. Uh, we we're talking a match between Kenta and Tyler Black, Now, for the uninitiated out there, Tyler Black was known as Hideo Itami in WWE, and Tyler Black was currently now Seth Rollins in WWE. So this was uh, kind of their alter ego, so to speak, in Ring of Honor, and this was another fantastic match here between these two guys here, Carl. Um, Very kind of differing styles, um, you know, uh, Kenta kind of with that... Japanese style, you know, some, some kicks and some punch mixed in with some grappling. And then, you know, Tyler, um, black with your traditional kind of Seth Rollins kind of stuff. And I thought you know, that style was a lot better suited to, uh, to ring of honor than it was in WWE, but I, I digress on that, but just a, a great back and forth with these two guys. And, uh, yeah, uh, Kenta ended up getting the best of Tyler Black on that, and there was an, an, a very cool exchange at the end, and uh, I really enjoyed the ending of that match, and um, Kenta very convincingly getting uh, the win on that one. But uh, a match that's just over 18 minutes, so it's not uh, an overly long match, but uh, a really good one to check out. If you uh, search it up on, uh, on YouTube, you'll find it right away. Awesome. All right, man. Well, I think we'll. Uh, I don't. Maybe we'll um, take a little bit of another brief break here before we do our showstopper segment. Maybe let's hear from our friends over at OVW.
0: Hi, my name's Barry Ratcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Ted 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think couldn't get any better than this, but. You'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No! Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Prices so low, they're insane! What more angry but butt? Well, so do I. At ovwwrestlingnetwork.com, it's only four ninety nine a month. In between excitement? Me too. ovwwrestlingnetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million, and I loved it. Want a real value? ovwwrestlingnetwork.com. It's only four ninety nine. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane.
3: <laughs> I love that that promo. That, that, that is so pro wrestling that promo it is uh, get, get, get oh, your yeah. props to those guys I, I have a feeling our friend mr michael Melchor is probably behind that segment <laughs> that that that, that, uh, uh, that that was fantastic i love that band i love playing it all right carl let us uh enough the program we're running a little bit long but that's cool we've had some good discussions here let us do our showstopper segment All right, so this one is a little bit different here, Carl. When I saw this uh, pop up on my uh, weekly rummaging of looking for uh, topics, as soon as I found this, um, I knew this was going to be our showstopper. And this, um, ironically, strangely enough, it's a combination of uh, two names that you wouldn't necessarily tie together. We're talking Mr. Eric Bischoff and John Cena. Um, Essentially, Mr. Bischoff saying that there hasn't been a real star in professional wrestling since Mr. John Cena, as he just popped up on our screen here. Um, I want to get your take on this before I give you mine here, Carl. What do you think? Is this uh, Are these some accurate words uh, for Mr. Bischoff, or is he maybe uh, incorrect? Uh, Mr. Eric Bischoff is
2: correct in what he is saying, I fully agree with Mister Corn or uh, Mister Bischoff on this, I almost said Cornette. Ooh, ugh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Eric Bischoff. I, I I fully agree with that. Yep. Definitely. Um, taking a look through, trying to find a graphic for today. Uh, <laughs> I just even googled John Cena, went to the images, and you see like all, all of the different championships that he's held you see the the all the way back from from the beginning where he came in and really started with that ruthless aggression stuff and then you know kind of went to the thugonomics and then like he's really built himself throughout everything and w- one of the things that, that that really I think makes you and makes you that star let's say mm-hmm. Is when the WWE allows you to make your own championship belt. Right. Okay. So the big star that we had, uh, you know, for us growing up, uh, a little later in in our teen years, we're looking, was like uh, Stone Cold. Mm -hmm. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. He created his own championship belt and had that. carried it around. And then you saw the exact same thing happening with John Cena. He came in won the united states championship turned it into a spinning title belt went on and got the wwe championship and changed that mm-hmm. to his own spinning championship yeah. for me like i was just wow wow this guy is over enough that they allowed him to have his own championship title um yeah i mean of this era there hasn't been another big star in the WWE. I have to put that out there. In the WWE.
3: I was going to say that too. Mine uh, comes with a little bit of an asterisk, but I'll get to that. Um, I would definitely agree with you that, uh, th- you know, that that Cena, you know, when it comes to, to North America rest North American wrestling, sorry, was probably the most recent uh, person that's been a star. Now, you know, I think we've kind of delved into this at, at points kind of here and there, but is this largely, you know, his doing or is this all have a lot to do with the company too? Or is it a little bit of both? Like, like, like are the, these people to uh, the stars today, you know, are, are they you know, trying to get to this level and just being, maybe being hindered or it, it's a bit of a, of a, of a debate that we can have. And I, and I think a lot of people have had it and you know, we've talked about, you know, the Vince holding up the brass ring and people not being able to grab it because it doesn't really exist and blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it's, It's interesting because what I think it is here, I think it's a combination of of Vince really seeing somebody that really does have that drive, and then it's a combination of that and then him actually believing in you for it to actually happen. And I just don't think that that combination has happened since this man that's up on our screen right now.
2: Yeah, I I would definitely agree with that. Um, It it was a combination between John Cena and uh, the the company itself. So the corporation builds the stars but the star has to want to be able Bingo. to do that. And uh, uh, John Cena definitely was one of those people that really took everything that he could
4: mm-hmm.
2: and built upon it, whether it was, like I said, from the beginning with that ruthless aggression to then coming with the uh, thugonomic stuff, like he really came into his own when that stuff yeah. came in and then kind of shifting away from that a little bit as times changed. And built upon just John Cena instead of Dr. Thugnomics, built on John. And the company saw that he had that ambition and that drive, and that's why he became that star. And there, I don't know if right now there is anyone that has that same real drive. I think Mm. right now everybody's just kind of going, I'm getting my paycheck. I'm good.
3: Yeah, I would definitely agree with you on uh, in the, the aspect of it. Uh, f- for myself, like I said, mine comes with a bit of an asterisk because I, I, I definitely agree that in North American wrestling, um, the statement with Cena I think definitely is correct. But elsewhere, I think there are people that, that have set, stepped up. And I think one, the, the most notable one that I need to point out is over in Japan, and his name is Mr. Kazuchika Okada. That is yep. a, an example of of a guy that uh, has bucked the trend. I mean that man is a legitimate star in pro- and, and in just not just in professional wrestling. He is just somebody that maybe he's not quite at that Hulk Hogan kind of persona level, but I mean, most people in Japan know who this guy is. And w- when you can break out of the wrestling bubble and just be known in popular culture, that's when we, we start getting into this territory
2: definitely, I mean, right. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I have no words that I can say to, uh, to, to <laughs> yeah. contradict that at all. And, I, I'm in full agreement.
3: And that sentiment is carried over to North America with him as well. Like at all in, when, when he, when he showed up there, he he probably got the loudest pop, um, right. In the, for that whole event. So you oh, know, yeah. the, that, that popular is carried over to, to North America, which is cool to see. Um, yeah. So, yep, uh, some interesting stuff there. It's, I don't know uh, if there's really anybody, when I look over in in, uh, North American wrestling, if there's really anybody that really kind of stands out to me as somebody that can really um, get to that level. Um, I think somebody that maybe comes close, Carl, uh, and I might be stretching here, but I don't really think so. It would would have been Batista. I think he was a guy that that, that got really really close. You know, and he's yeah. d- he's done well uh, in acting and stuff outside of uh, WWE. And when he came back into that that segment uh, of going into Rick's uh, Rick Flair's locker room and kind of dragging him out, I thought that that was a, a really kind of a glimpse of what. WWE can do something really cool when they put their minds to it, and again, yes. less is more. Uh, th- I think that he would maybe have been the closest one that was maybe on the cusp of that, but just didn't quite get there.
2: Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree.
3: All right, man. Well, I guess um, is there anything else that uh, we need to cover this week? We've got a little bit longer this week, but I think we've we've covered a lot. We covered a lot. We
2: did. Our uh, report card did go a little bit long, but uh, that's what happens. Yep. I mean. We're here. We're live. It's all good. We do have a couple of things to cover here with you. We want to go through our sponsors with you yes. super quick. Our sponsors over at color and elbow You guys have seen the commercial for that. If you've been watching uh color and go and check them out. Amazing merchandise over there. Use promo code JK podcast at the checkout. You're going to get yourself 10% off your entire order. Make sure you go and check out color and elbow We also have a sponsor in, phoenix health supplements if you're looking for a pre-workout a post-workout whey protein super greens uh some collagen if you're looking for testosterone whatever you're looking for go and check them out at fnxfit.com use promo code tbtalkpod and you are going to get 15% off your entire order over at fnxfit.com and take a look at what big joe is wearing there Take a look at what Carl Carafell is wearing here. Take a look at this.
3: I know I want one of those. Look
2: at that. We have our own merchandise, people. If you are looking to grab yourself a Turnbuckle Talk shirt, a mug, a travel mug, a hoodie, a hat, anything that you want, go and check us out. We have our own merch. Turnbuckle-talk.myshopify.com Or... Go to any of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at TB Talk Pod. And links are right there for you to click on that will take you right to our store. I do want to mention that for all three of those avenues to get yourself something, whether it's the color and elbow merchandise, whether it's our merchandise or whether it is the supplements for your health, we do receive a kickback that comes to us for all of that to continue to bring you these video streams, these video casts keeps the pod bean going for the podcast And who knows what else may come out of all of this. So make sure that you're going and checking out all three of those. Um, Like I said, we get a small kickback out of it and those kickbacks actually help us pay for all of this. We don't want your money. We want you to go and buy something so that you have something to help support the podcast. That's all
3: we ask. There we go. Uh, I don't think I could have worded that any better myself. All right, Carl, I'll, um, uh dusty uh our friend mr dusty gold hopping on here in the last minute saying what's up guys uh uh, good to see you uh dusty and i watch for him coming up very soon on um ohio valley uh wrestling coming very soon
2: that's right super excited and super happy for dusty gold uh this guy has clawed his way from the bottom up to the top and and the guy is going to do amazing things inside of ovw make sure that you're watching you saw the commercial earlier but the Mm -hmm. ovw wrestling network you can go and subscribe to that as well and you'll be able to start seeing dusty gold in action over there find the guy like look him up you will not be disappointed with what you've seen or what you will see coming out of any of his matches we haven't been disappointed and you know how critical we are (laughs) of professional wrestling I've been super happy with everything that I've seen coming from Dusty Gold. Go and find anything by Dusty Gold in YouTube. Check it out because the guy's going places. You're going to want to follow this guy. He's going straight to the top.
3: Absolutely. All right, everybody. Um, you know, Everybody stay safe. Be nice to each other. And we will see you guys on the next one. Have a nice day.
0: It's me, it's me, it's an r to b to b
1: As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And i invite like everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. Here. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Right.